In the name of God Most High. Amen. Amen. If we back up just a few verses in our gospel reading, we realize it had already been a very long day for Jesus and the disciples. Mark tells us that such a large crowd had gathered along the shore as Jesus taught that he had needed to get into a boat and cast off a bit in order to be able to address them all. And there he taught them parable after parable until the shadows lengthened and the evening had come. I think it would have come as a surprise that Jesus did not return to shore after such a long day. I think it would have surprised everyone to hear him say, let's go over to the other side instead of let's call it a night. To cross the Sea of Galilee meant to leave home to cross from the side where they were among friends to the side where they would be among strangers, to leave the Jewish side for the Gentile side, to go from the side where life was familiar and reasonably predictable to the side where life was unfamiliar and unpredictable. And so they did not disembark, but took Jesus in the boat just as he was to set out for the other side. Along the way, they were beset by a storm that threatened to capsize them. We may never have crossed the Sea of Galilee, but we've all been in that boat. This is not just a story about the weather and a boat. It's a story about life. It's a story about faith. It's a story about fear. As we all know, whenever any one of these is present, so are the other two. They are inseparable. Sometimes the sea of life is rough. The odds of it being rough are especially great when we're leaving what is known and comfortable in our lives and crossing to what is unfamiliar and chancy. The wind can be strong. The waves are high. The boat is taking on water and we are sinking. We all know what that's like. We all could tell a storm story. Some begin with a phone call, a doctor's visit, or news we don't especially want to hear. Some of them start with the choices we make, our mistakes, our sins. Other stories tell of the difficulty of relationships, of hopes and plans that fail, that fall apart, or the struggle to grow up and find our way. Some storms seem to arise out of nowhere and take us by surprise. Others build and brew as we watch. Storms happen. Storms of loss and sorrow, misunderstanding, confusion, storms of failure and loneliness, storms of disappointment and regret, uncertainty, second-guessing, storms of suffering. Regardless of when or how they arise, such storms are about changing conditions. Life is overwhelming and out of control. Order gives way to chaos. We are sinking. The water is too deep and the new shore too distant. Do you not care that we are perishing? The disciples cry. 
How often in one way or another have we begged the same? Do something, fix it, make it better. How often in the midst of our own storms has Jesus appeared as he did to his brothers in the boat to be passive and uncaring? How can he sleep at a time like this? Jesus is in the boat in the same storm, surrounded by the same water as the disciples, blown by the same wind, beaten by the same waves. His response, however, is different. While they fret and worry, he sleeps. While the disciples frantically bail water, Jesus rests in peace and stillness. His sleep reveals that the greater threat to us is not in the wind and the wave, the circumstances of our lives, but within us. The interior storms are the ones that blow us off course, beat against our faith. Fear, vulnerability, and powerlessness threaten to overcome us. The sense of abandonment, the unknown judgment and criticism from ourselves and others are all relentless waves that pound against us. Too often, we seek shelter in anger, cynicism, isolation, or denial. At this point in the story, the disciples awaken Jesus. He addresses the raging wind and waves. Peace, be still. That was perhaps the easy part, dealing with nature's turbulence. The harder part, his true challenge, was addressing human nature, that of the disciples and through them, ours. His task was not so much to change the circumstances, to change the weather, as to speak to the wind and the waves within the disciples. They had been focused on what was going on around them. Jesus now points to what is going on within them. Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Jesus' words are not addressing the circumstances of our lives as he had with the disciples at the end of that very long day. He is asking us to cross over, to go where we have not yet been. He is always inviting us into new ways of seeing, thinking, acting, new ways of being and relating to others, new ways of living, loving, and trusting. To go across to the other side is in some ways to enter a new territory, a seemingly foreign land waiting to be explored or more deeply experienced. Sometimes it is a voyage we make willingly, even eagerly. So often it is one that is forced upon us, a crisis in our own life or the life of someone we love. Whether sought or imposed, it is a voyage of change, of transformation, and it often leads us through some pretty rough storms. Faith, more faith, better faith, stronger faith, the right kind of faith does not eliminate the storms from our lives. Faith does not change the weather. It changes us. 
Faith does not take us around the storm, but directly through it. Faith does not yield an assurance that things will turn out as we wish. It provides a quiet confidence that we are not alone, whatever it is we must weather in the course of our life. It allows us to experience peace in the midst of whatever fear and uncertainty is buffeting our lives and the lives of those we love. Jesus is always with us, always calling us beyond the established and comfortable boundaries of our lives, always ready to speak a word of peace in turbulent times, whether on the sea or in a landlocked room in Jerusalem or in the midst of our lives today. The choice is ours. Will we choose to go where that strange peace sends us? Or will we risk shipwreck in the storm? To which do we most want to give our attention? Which will set our course? Amen.